Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. There's at least one thing prayer cannot do. Now that's a bold statement. After all, it's through prayer we avoid temptation. It's through prayer we overcome persecution. It's through prayer we journey through the valley of affliction. It's through prayer we conquer fear, worry, doubt. And it's through prayer that kingdoms are subdued, forces of evil held at bay, trials become triumphs, tests become testimonies, bodies are healed, lives are mended, relationships are restored. That all happens through prayer. What do you mean then that there is one thing prayer cannot do? Hello, I'm Ken Gurley, and I'm looking forward to this subject today. All week, we're talking about restoring our spiritual passion. And of course, prayer is vital in restoring our spiritual passion. But there's one thing prayer cannot do. Two books are in front of me today, and I need to tell you the story behind each of these books. The first is a precious book to me. It's a signed first edition of a book entitled Jesus Alone. It was written by a man few would know, but he's living proof of what Dwight Moody once said, that every great awakening, every move of God, every revival, in fact, every spiritual restoration can be traced to a praying figure. The praying figure of America's Third Awakening was the man who authored this book, Jesus Alone. His name was Jeremiah Lamphere. When the world was at its worst, Jeremiah Lamphere started a prayer meeting on Fulton Street in the financial district of Manhattan. And that prayer meeting replicated until it swept the nation. The contents of the book, well, they're interesting. It's a magnification of Jesus Christ to see the revival. But there's something else in it that touches my heart. It's a handwritten note, an autograph. Let me read to you what it says. Prayer, what is it? I know what it is. It's the Spirit speaking in me. And when God hears my prayer, he hears his own language in me. Praying always, J.C. Lamphere, New York, September 1872. Lamphere said that a prayer is the Holy Spirit's voice speaking through you. And one thing we know about the Spirit of God, it's eternal. And that says something about our prayers. It describes the one thing prayer cannot do. Are you ready for it? Here we go. Prayer cannot die. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. The energy to pray then is not self-generated. J.C. Lamphere said it is the Spirit of God flowing through us. It is the power, the force, the prime mover of the universe calling to us and through us, stirring us, drawing us to pray. When a person speaks, the sound generated by that voice 
I'm told, reverberates and echoes, and the energy of that wave just lives on. When you and I pray, those prayers live on. They carry on. They are born of the Spirit, and they live by the Spirit. I like what Ian Bounds said of prayer. Prayers outlive the lives of those who prayed them. They outlive a generation. They outlive an age. They outlive the world. The one thing prayer cannot do, it cannot die. It lives on. Your prayers, my prayers, will outlive us. The world may call it trite. People in this world will actually curse and mock us when we say it. What are, what are these vile words that go against the grain of worldly people? When we say things like, I will pray for you. My thoughts, my prayers are with you. It infuriates them. They don't want prayer, they say. They want action. They want to see something. But our prayers are action. In fact, to pray is perhaps the greatest action we can show in the face of any adversity and sorrow. More important than anything we do, more important than a card or a letter we write, we can pray. And when we pray, the Holy Spirit is working through us. That spiritual energy flowing through us is the voice and power of God. It's not self-generated. It comes from the Lord. That energy cannot be destroyed. We may die, but our prayers cannot die. The one thing that prayer cannot do is die. I have a second book in front of me, and it's been there for the past few weeks. It's the book on prayer. I dedicated that book to my maternal grandmother and my wife's maternal grandmother. Audrey Simmons was my grandmother, Woody Thompson, my wife's grandmother. Both of them were praying women. When my grandmother prayed, she always followed the same pattern. She would read her book. She would read from a devotion book. And then she would launch into prayer. I can still remember her hands, traumatized by arthritis, lifted in the air. I can still hear her small voice calling on God. It's so alive in my memory. She had a prayer list. I have a copy of it. When she said she would pray for you, she meant it. And she prayed until something happened. And then you may or may not be removed from her prayer list. It grew day by day, month by month, year by year. Normally, she wrote it on a piece of cardboard in her shaky script. In her latter years, one of my aunts typed the prayer list for her on a piece of cardboard, front and back, dozens and dozens of names, hundreds of people reference each and every day, and sometimes many times through the day, she prayed. I have that on my desk. It's a precious memorabilia of a woman who knew how to pray, of who and what to love. The order of our loves, it's revealed in our prayers. Because death cannot kill love. Love abides. Love never fails. And since our prayers are rooted in love, they are the priorities of our lives, those things that matter most. 
then we have to say that the one thing prayer cannot do, a prayer cannot die. We read in 2 Chronicles 30, the priests and Levites stood to bless the people, and God heard them, for their prayer reached heaven, his holy dwelling place. When we send a text, we want to know it's delivered. When we overnight a package, we follow the tracking number to know it arrived at its destination. You put a stamp on an envelope, we do it in hopes of it reaching its addressee. Our prayers take wing. Our prayers take flight. Our prayers reach the intended destination. They reach into the heavens. It's in Revelation 8. Our prayers ascend unto God. That spiritual energy born of and born by the Spirit is now abiding in golden censers with the prayers of all the saints. Millions, billions of prayers commingled with fire before the throne of God. Prayers that will shake the earth. Prayers that will move the heart of God. The prayers. The prayers of a praying father. The prayers of a praying mother. They're truly resilient. Can I tell you a story of a praying mother? I warn you, this one is almost unbelievable. It's one of the most remarkable stories I've ever heard or read. The year was 1820. Peter Richley was aboard a ship that sank. He was rescued by a second ship. It sank. He was rescued again by a third ship. It sank. He was rescued by a fourth ship that sank. And yes, he was rescued by a fifth ship. Now, it may not seem so incredible in that ships were traveling in certain lanes, and yet that is remarkable. Richley became convinced somewhere in this ordeal while floating again and again in the Atlantic that God just did not want him to die. After the fifth ship sank, he started looking for the next ship to save him, and incredibly, the city of Leeds, a British ship, was en route to Australia and spotted him and pulled him aboard. Barely had he been dried off than the ship's doctor came to him with an unusual request. He said, Peter, there's a lady on board who booked passage to Australia. She's looking for her son who disappeared 10 years ago. She's dying. She wants to see her son. She knows everybody on board. So since you're the newcomer, would you pretend to be her son and give this woman some rest in her dying moments. Richly agreed, after all his life had now been saved for the fifth or sixth time, it was the least he could do. He went down below and he saw a silver-haired lady suffering from a high fever, calling out, God, let me see my son before I die. I must see my son. The ship's doctor pushed the pretender forward, but soon Peter Richly joined and weeping uncontrollably. For laying on her deathbed was the reason that he just could not seem to die. The reason that he was rescued from the first shipwreck, the second, the third, the fourth, even the fifth, yes, lying on that bed was Sarah Richley, who had been praying and praying for 10 years that she would be reconciled to her son. The ship's doctor stood in amazement as her son, Peter Richley, embraced his mother and said, I'm here, mom. 
it's me. Within days, his mother had revived. She had found her son seated on the edge of her bed. Never, I said, never underestimate the lasting power of our prayers. In the heavens, our prayers never die. David said in one of the lowest moments of his life, Lord, you keep track of all of my sorrows. You've collected all my tears into your bottle. You've recorded each and every one in your book. Prayers can do so much, but there's one thing a prayer cannot do. It cannot die. John the Revelator saw at the end of time, the collected prayers of all the saints were poured from golden bowls onto the atmospheric heavens and the earth. And the resulting power on display was beyond imagination. Bottles, books, bowls, that's where your prayers reside in heaven. God keeps them. And God never forgets your labor of love. And he never forgets a prayer that you pray. The prayer to move mountains. The prayer to change worlds. The prayers to bring back the prodigal. Prayers for healing. Prayers for miracles. Prayer is so very powerful. But there's one thing a prayer cannot do. It cannot perish from this life. Because God marks it. God keeps it. A spirit-inspired prayer lives on. May God bless you today. Be restored in the name of Jesus. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.